Welcome to the Love Yourself Healthy Podcast. I am Melanie Lillis. I'm a mind-body health coach, a nutritional therapist, and I have my Bachelor of Physical and Health Education. Throughout this podcast, we are going to be diving into the realm of eating psychology, body image, self-love, and creating a healthy and happy mind. I cannot wait to share my knowledge with you in hope that it will positively influence your life. Welcome back to the podcast, lovely people. I am so proud of myself right now because I uploaded my podcast last week and I'm uploading one again this week and I'm staying true to my one podcast a week commitment. (laughs) I just let little things get in my way and I know that I don't get paid to make a podcast, so it's not like I have to upload one every week, but I really, really want to because not only do I know that I'm helping people out there in the world who are suffering, but also... The more that I upload podcasts, the more that my mind is constantly thinking about what can I speak about? What different things can I research? And I literally spend all of my time in the car, listening to podcasts, running, listening to podcasts at the gym, listening to podcasts. And it's always self-love or meditation or law of attraction, whatever it is, or self-development that genuinely brings me joy. And there are so many times where I'm listening to a podcast and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is what I want to speak about on my next podcast. And I let time get in the way. And then by the next time I record a podcast, I don't remember what I wanted to record about. (laughs) So when I do them frequently, I've got so many awesome ideas on my mind that I know will help you guys. So I'm back and I'm back with a good one. And it's tips to help someone who is trying to recover from an eating disorder. Now I've got A lot of people who are struggling with an eating disorder that listen to my channel. (laughs) Uh, Obviously, I think I'm a YouTuber. I didn't mean to say channel. I meant to say podcast. I don't know who I think I am. But anyway, before we get into it, I'm going to do my listener review. It's a long one and it's one that I felt really happy to get because not only does this person appreciate what I'm doing, she also made a connection within herself that she needs to work on, but then also wants to help other people. So it's from... Cheyenne and she said hey Mel firstly I want to say thank you I stumbled across your podcast a few months ago and I have fallen in love it was exactly what I needed I have physically recovered from anorexia and bulimia but have always still struggled with my relationship for food I love filling my body with good food and exercising but I'm constantly struggling with negative thoughts around my body and weight and I feel so lost and anxious when it comes to food I was constantly trying new ways of eating and still spent majority of my time simply thinking of foods and diets, which obviously is not ideal when you have to live a life. (laughs) I so badly wanted to just eat what I wanted and think of food simply as fuel, but I didn't know how to. And I somewhat believed that it was just who I was and I was never going to like my body or would I ever be able to just eat like a normal person? It never really became apparent to me that Maybe I needed to fall back in love with my body and to be able to treat it right. Your outlook on self-love is something that was so new to me, but it has started to completely change my outlook on life. Thank you so much. I am now so excited about my future and how positive it will be. She went on to ask about where I studied, and if anyone is interested, I studied at the Institute for the Psychology of Eating. I did the Mind Body Health Coach Certification. It was the best thing I've ever done. I absolutely loved it. Uh, And she finished off by saying, I just feel like self-love is a piece of the puzzle that is missing when it comes to many eating disorder recovery programs, 
and even just general everyday life these days. And she is so right. I know a couple of people that are currently going to psychologists about their eating disorder and I couldn't speak any more highly about a psychologist. They are so, so important. But what interests me is that the psychologists are not giving them any self-love practices or any type of practices to do around that. And they're solely focusing on food. And that's really interesting to me coming from a psychology point of view. So I do feel like self-love is a massive missing piece to the puzzle. So I love that she wants to search more about it and she's interested in helping others because if I help one person and they help one person and they help one person, imagine how many people we could help. And I love the quote, you don't have to change the world, just try to change one person's world. That's seriously what I'm living by right now because with my podcast, I am so impressed by the growth that it's experiencing. But at the same time, I do get frustrated and I know that this is just something that I need to work on, but I do get frustrated when people like, you know, social media influencers, Instagram influencers who have a big following, they'll start a podcast on topics that have no substance and they're getting in like the top rating podcast reviews. And I know people like entertainment. I do get that, but it, it, It burns me because I am genuinely trying so hard to make something work for myself where I can quit my nine to five and and really help people to live the best life they can. And just because I don't have a big social media following, it's really hard to get there. So if you do enjoy my podcast, please give it a review and and please follow me on my Instagram, which is BearXBrave, because... I mean, you can hear in in all my podcasts how passionate I am about helping others. And if this could one day be my full-time job, like I will come back to this podcast and I will replay it and be like, yeah, I did it. (laughs) It, It's something that I'm trying to manifest and, and create for myself right now. So I guess I just need support. So any support would be great. All right, let's move on because I wanted to do this podcast today because I had an email from a gentleman the other day who had just found out that his partner um, is suffering from bulimia. And I think he was just really taken aback and and wasn't sure what to do. And bless him, he must be the most genuinely caring person because he went and did some research. He started to listen to my podcast and he reached out to me for advice and, and saying that, you know, you could tell how much he loves his partner because he's like her health and, and happiness is, is my number one priority and I'll do anything that it takes to help her. And it's just so beautiful. So I was really ha- like happy to, to help him navigate through how to approach the situation. And I just thought it might be a good idea for me to, to quickly go through how to support someone with an eating disorder, but then also tips for that person to recover. If you do have a partner or a friend that is suffering from an eating disorder, let's just touch on that first. Just know that an eating disorder is an extremely personal experience and it is usually a sign for a suppressed emotion or an issue in their life that they have not yet dealt with. So if they've gone through any type of trauma in their childhood or just had a really hard upbringing, if they are living a life where they are not speaking their truth, if they are in a job that creates massive amounts of stress, maybe they are just feeling super out of control 
or on the flip side, they're in too tight control in one area of their life, then things like eating disorders can manifest. An eating disorder is always a symptom that there is somewhere where you need to focus your energy on. It is never the, the issue. Like, of course, it's the issue, but you can't just treat the eating disorder by saying eat more or just don't throw up or stop eating so much food. It's not as simple as that. It is always a divine message. It is always a symptom for somewhere in their life that they are not focusing their attention on. So the biggest thing for you, if you are the friend, the partner, the husband, whoever you are, that is dealing with or trying to help someone who is suffering is to be understanding. You are not going to fix them. Yeah, they don't need you to fix them. They need to feel safe. They need someone who is understanding, is going to be an ear to listen to their problems if they feel like opening up. They need someone who is going to be non-judgmental when it comes to listening and someone who's not going to be pushy because when you push someone to try and recover, then it's not happening naturally. So they need to let it happen naturally. They need to do the work themselves. No one else can do it for them. And you also need to make sure that they feel really safe. They need to have a space that they're in that feels in control and calm and comforting. So just being that person that's there, being that person that's the brick for them. And that can be really hard for people because we all have our own issues. And sometimes you need to be selfless, especially if another person's issues are something as severe as an eating disorder, because that is a big health issue. So you need to make sure that you are understanding and that you are being gentle and kind and not too pushy and creating a space where they feel protected and safe. Now, if you are someone who is suffering from an eating disorder, I'm going to go through some quick tips to help you recover. My first one is probably going to be an obvious one and it's to seek help. I can't tell you enough how much seeking help is going to fast track your recovery process because Unless you're in tune with your body's wisdom and you understand exactly where the issue is coming from and stemming from, and you know the practices that you can put in place to help yourself, then it's going to be really, really hard to recover if you don't know all of that. So going to seek professional help, getting their ideas, getting their tips and knowing, okay, where do I start is a really, really good idea. The next step that I would look at, especially for those people who are suffering from binge eating and bulimia, is to get your diet looked at. If your diet is really unbalanced, so you don't have a good balance of your macronutrients, you may be deficient in a certain nutrient or a macro group that is causing you to have major food cravings. So I would suggest going to a nutritionist or a dietitian and being like, hey, do you mind just looking at my diet? Because it may be a simple fix. And A lot of the time, it's not the case. But for people who tend to overeat or binge eat, it could be that you're lacking in a main macronutrient. So those people who are afraid of carbs, if you deprive yourself of carbohydrates, it's going to cause intense cravings. And the longer you don't allow yourself to have those foods, you're probably going to overeat and it may turn into a binge and then you might feel guilty and then you might purge the food up. So I would start by getting your diet looked at and making sure that everything on there is good to go. The next area that I would focus on is looking for the hidden messages. So why might you have this eating disorder? What is the eating disorder bringing up for you? Are there any common thoughts that continuously come to your head? Is there a traumatic experience that you feel 
you always think about or it comes up in conversation. Is there a time in your life where you feel like you weren't heard? Is there or are there people in your life that don't make you feel worthy? Are you in a job that is extremely stressful and you feel extremely out of control? Or are you living a life where you have to be in tight control of everything? Your body always wants to be in homeostasis, which is a sense of balance. So when I'm talking about the control, if you are living a life where you are in completely out of control, then restricting your food or purging your food is a way of creating control in a world that feels really out of control. And on the flip side, if you are in really tight control, then you might be more likely to binge and purge as well because you're trying to create that sense of balance. Binging is a really out of control action that you do. So it's trying to create that balance and it's trying to tell you slow down, release the control or create ways that you can create more control in your life if you are someone that feels out of control. And stress as well. If you are living a high stressed life, then you need to try to figure out What is triggering this eating disorder? Are there times of the day that I tend to have these type of behaviors? Are there times of the day I tend to binge more? Are there times of the week or days of the week that it only happens on? So I would start by getting a diary and writing down all the little hidden messages, all the little things that may be linked, anything that's happened in your past that may be connected to how you're feeling today. Think about how the eating disorder makes you feel. What emotion does it make you feel? And then think back to another time where you may have felt that emotion. Okay, so trying to figure out any of the hidden messages to why might I be feeling this? And once you've figured it out, if you are able to figure it out, then you need to write down little ways and little steps that you might be able to overcome them. Now, if you do feel like you might be using the eating disorder as a way of a coping mechanism, then it's worth you finding other tools that you could use as a coping mechanism, whether it's going for a walk, meditation, talking to a friend, journaling, listening to music, playing with a dog, whatever it is, going to a dance class, find different ways or different activities that you could do as a coping mechanism so that you don't resort back to the eating disorder. Because... Even if the eating disorder is being triggered from a traumatic experience you had as a kid, you might still be using the eating disorder as a coping mechanism in this day and age. So if you have a really stressful job, then when you come home, you feel like you just want to binge yourself with some food. Yeah. If you are having a fight with your partner or if you're not feeling worthy, then you might be using this eating disorder as a coping mechanism instead of dealing with the actual issues. The next tip I would tell you is to talk through your feelings, whoever it's with, whoever you feel comfortable with. When we suppress emotions, they will always manifest at some other time in your life. So talk through your emotions or write down your emotions and write them down in that split second. Keep a journal in your bag. As soon as you feel crap, pull it out, write the emotion down and then release it from your mind. Don't let it dwell. Don't let it sit inside you internally and don't push it down. Another tip is to voice your opinion. Don't suppress your true voice. You need to feel like you're able to express yourself in any way that feels comforting to you in any way that feels natural to you. I see this a lot between children and parents. And when I say children, 
You can be of any age. You can be an adult. You can be a small child. But the relationship between parent and child, there is a lot of internaling what you really want to say. And sometimes it happens in relationships as well. And when we internalize and we don't voice the opinion or we don't express how we're actually feeling, again, it gets suppressed. And then that might manifest through an eating disorder. I remember listening to a session with a, with a guy who was gay and he wasn't able to be his true self his whole life because he didn't feel like he was going to be accepted if he came out. And he manifested a pretty severe eating disorder and no one understood why and he didn't understand why until he made the connection that he wasn't being his true authentic self. And as soon as he released the expectations that he had in his head, and expressed what he wanted to express to his parents, to his siblings, the eating disorder went away. There is something to be said about living our true selves and voicing how we really feel. It is so powerful and something that I feel like a lot of us do not do. The next thing is to follow your passions and to follow your intuition. If you are in a job or if you're doing something that you know isn't your passion and that makes you unhappy, then think of ways that you can recreate your future. You don't have to do the typical nine to five. Find what you're passionate about. And if it is a normal nine to five, then that is amazing. But you need to make sure that it's really going to serve you within. And you need to think and follow your intuition. What is it that you want? What is it that you want to achieve? And if you don't know, then it's about sitting down And assessing what is it that you really want in life. When you get to your deathbed, what do you want to be proud of? What do you want to have achieved? All of these things create purpose in life and they create direction. And they create a sense of accomplishment because you know this is what I'm working towards. And this is who I want to be. So then every decision that you make from then should be in alignment with trying to achieve that end goal. Now, the last thing that I want to talk about is putting yourself first. So when I was suffering from an eating disorder, I didn't even think about doing things for me. I was going out, I was binging, I was purging, I was talking negatively to myself. I was going to the gym, but I was punishing myself at the gym. I was disconnected from myself And I wasn't my own friend, if that makes sense. And I feel like this is a major missing piece to the puzzle when it comes to someone suffering from an eating disorder. They're uncomfortable in their own skin. They don't feel like they belong in the body that they were born into. So what I had to start doing to recover was making time for myself and honestly, getting to know myself better, getting to know what lights me up. What brings passion within me? What makes me smile? What brings me joy? What makes me happy? What makes me feel passionate? What makes me feel grateful? What makes me want to get up in the morning? And what do I want to feel in one month's time, one year's time, 10 years time? And that for me was I wanted to feel healthy. I wanted to feel a sense of freedom. 
I wanted to feel a sense of belonging. I wanted to feel worthiness. I wanted to feel confidence. And then I had to look at my own life and realized nothing that I'm doing right now is helping me to achieve any of these things that I want. I need to schedule time for myself and I need to give myself love. And we struggle with self-love practices. But you don't have to do the traditional self-love practices if you're not comfortable with doing positive affirmations yet. If you're not comfortable with doing journaling yet, you don't have to do it. Do the things that light you up. It might be a dance class. So then every week you commit to doing that dance class for you, not for the exercise, not to get better in dancing skills, to light you up to spark that inner joy, that inner passion that releases endorphins and serotonin and dopamine. So you need to create a space and a time, ideally every single day, whether it's in the morning or the night, in the middle of the day, whichever works for your lifestyle, that creates the inner happiness within so that you start feeling comfortable within yourself and you start to understand yourself a little bit better And your body starts to go into homeostasis. It starts to create a sense of balance because it's realizing the choices that you are making are in alignment with what you truly want and need and desire. So those tips to recover, I'm just going to repeat them. Seeking help, number one. Getting your diet looked at, number two. Looking for those hidden messages and what this eating disorder is asking you to look at. Creating balance in your life, looking at areas that you may be out of control or maybe in too tight of control, finding other tools that you can use as a coping mechanism, talking your feelings through with a friend or writing your feelings out in a journal, voicing your opinion, speaking your truth and not suppressing your voice, following your passions and intuition, sitting down and assessing what it is that you really want in life and then scheduling the time for you. So I hope this podcast has been helpful. If you have any requests for podcast episodes, please don't hesitate to ask me. I'm always open for ideas for different topics and on the topics of what I cover, which are self-love, mindset, body image, disordered eating, anything like that. So send them through to hello at Bear X Brave or contact me on my Instagram, Bear X Brave. So it's spelled B-A-R-E-X-B-R-A-V-E. And if you want to be the listener review of the week, then please either leave a review on the iTunes app, which I'd be so grateful for if we did that at a five star or <laughs> send it to me on Instagram. I hope you've all had a wonderful weekend. It is Saturday for me right now and I can't wait to have a whole day tomorrow to do nothing because I feel like I've just had so much on and it's going to be like 26 degrees. So anyway, I digress. Have a great day. Sending love to you all. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. I would be so grateful if you could share this podcast and leave it a review and be sure to follow me on my Instagram at bearxbrave. If you need to contact me, you can do so at hello at bearxbrave.com. Speak to you in the next podcast.